Welcome back to another edition of Our Very Own Balanced Men. This is Caleb Gipple, and I am extremely excited to share this week's episode with you all. This week, we are joined by Brother Kevin Von Carber. He's a 23-year-old, our youngest guest on the show, and he's from West Des Moines, Iowa, where he graduated from Drake University in May of 2019. He works as an an investment analyst for Stadium Capital Management, a hedge fund in Connecticut. And his story is one of the most unique examples of exhibiting both sound mind and sound body and probably the most unique combination. I am pumped for you all to hear this. If you enjoyed this episode or if you think a another brother that you know would enjoy it, please feel free to tag them in this episode or to share it with them directly. That being said, let's dive right into this week's episode. All right, and we are joined this week by a brother that embodies and exemplifies sound mind, sound body, and probably the most unique way um, that I've ever ever come across. Uh, I'm excited to introduce you all to our brother, Kevin. Thanks for being on the podcast this week, man. Nice to be here. Nice to meet you, Caleb. So it's so funny. The place that we have to start, and I'm sure you've gotten this question so many times from people, um, but mm-hmm. what in the hell is chess boxing? So any anytime I, I you know tell people about it, I have to preface it with, I swear to God, I'm telling the truth. So everyone, swear to God, I'm telling the truth. But it is a, a sport that combines chess and boxing. So um, you'll start with a three-minute round of chess, and then you have a minute to put your gloves on, and then it's a three-minute round of boxing. Um, you have a minute to put your gloves off, and then you pick up where you left off on the chessboard, and then you'll go back and forth there until um, the winner is determined by knockout or checkmate. So, um, you know, pretty pretty interesting combination. Wow. And, like, I, that's not big in the U.S., so I'm curious, Kevin, like, Mm-mm. how did you first come across uh, chess boxing as as a whole? So it was, it was really random. Um, and I, you know, I, I had always been a chess player. Um, I, I wrestled a little bit in high school and, you know, was big, big into fitness, never exactly boxing, but kind of, um, the, you know, the, the building blocks for what could lead someone to, you know, thinking, thinking of boxing is a good idea I had. Mm-hmm. So I learned about chess boxing in the, the spring of 2017. And it was, um, a, a SIG up who was a senior when I was a sophomore, his brother, who went to Iowa State somehow, you know, found about it. I don't know if he was just screwing around online or what, but knew knew enough about me to know it was something I'd be interested in. So he, he passed it along. And then I spent the next, you know, year or so trying to find ways to get involved with it. Mm-hmm. And you, you know, you're right, not at all big in the U.S. I, I mean, there just aren't people here that really, you know do it. Um, so I, there, there, at some point, there was a club in Chicago that. Uh, you know, might have or might not have had had members. Um, I tried reaching out to them and, you know, couldn't get a response. Um, and then I found the amateur world championships were happening in India in the summer of 2018. So I thought, well, you know what, shit, if I'm, oh, sorry, can I, can I swear here? Should I watch my... By all means. Have at it, brother. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, so then I thought, you know, shit, this is, I mean, you know, number number one, opportunity to try chess boxing. Number two, visit India, which is something I always, you know, wanted to do and had not. So, um, it, you know, stars kind of aligned. Um, and then, 
you know, there was not a, a U.S. body to, to go through to, you know, be on Team USA. So I just, I reached out to um, the, the guy who founded, who invented it, who's some, um, um, he's a, I, he's a, a German guy or a Scandinavian guy, but by, by the name of IAB Rubing, um, sad, you know, sadly he passed away uh, a month or two ago. Um, so the, the late IFA, but you know, good, good guy reached out to the founder of chess boxing India, who was putting on the amateur world championships and told them, you know, here's my, here's my chess rating. I'm not a boxer yet, but I, you know, I can be. And they said, you know, if you learn how to box go for it, we'll, we'll have you. So, um, then it was a matter of, okay, well, how fast can I, you know, start training boxing? So I, um, went to, went to school at Drake, what I had in Des Moines, but I had an internship that summer in Kansas City. So, um, you know, I go down there at like at late May um, and find a boxing gym, uh, Iron Pit, Kansas City, which is, um, you know, a boxing gym, maybe 10 minutes or so south of the city center and got to give credit to, to Coach Ron and, and the folks over there, you know, did a, did a really good job. Um, and it was like, you know, it was a it was a real boxing gym. You know, they had they had some guys who were trying to make it as amateur fighters, and you know, like guys who were way way better than I was. Um, and here I am showing up as you know some some guy who's showing never boxed before, who's here for for also playing chess. <laughs> so it was kind of had to had to have a couple workouts. Um, you know, where I um, you know worked hard and let them know I kind of I kind of meant business, and and you know I could could have a place there before I told them exactly what I was there for. Um, and then that summer I would, um, you know, that, that, cause I, I, I was there in Kansas city. I didn't know too many people, you know, just, I had this job 40 hours a week, but then that was it. That was the only time commitment. Mm-hmm. So out, you know, before work and then after work, it was tr- training for this. So I, you know, I'd wake up in the morning and do some type of, you know, running or conditioning. And then I'd go work, um, get done with work and maybe have like a, um, you know, 30 minute nap at my at my place where I go box for a couple hours and I do that and then I'd come home and I'd play chess for you know an hour and a half or, or two hours and then I'd you know go to bed and do it again um and it was because I I knew um I, I knew I was going to be one of the better chess players there but I knew I was probably going to be the worst pound for pound boxer there mm-hmm. um so I you know I, I had to like just I I wasn't I, you know I wasn't going to be that good of a technical boxer but no one was going to be in better shape than I was. Um, you know, no one was going to have, have worked hard, harder at training than I was. That was kind of my mentality. Um, and it, you know, and it was so. And just going through going through that summer, um, you know, working hard on on boxing and chess. Those are both skills that I'll you know I'll take away and I'll I'll use um, yeah. later. So that that had kind of a benefit in and of its own because um, to to work hard, um, you know, ha- ha- having an extra motivation makes it easier to do that. Um, and then when I, you know, when I went to India, um, it was not, I gotta be honest, it was not exactly what I was expecting. Okay. So in my head, I was kind of picturing, um, like Ivan Drago from Rocky four, you know, have you ever seen that movie? Like the big scary yes. Russian guy who, who's tra- training in a lab. And so you were expecting um, you know, Drago to walk out. But also is yeah. a master chess player as well on the flip. Right, right. <laughs> well, and I and I was I, I wasn't expecting um, like I, I wasn't expecting to to lose a chess. Um, you know, I'm not I'm no grandmaster by any means, but I'm especially for for boxers. You know, I'm, I'm really good. I think in on Chess.com, I'm in the 97th percentile, which so you know, helps quantify it for people that aren't chess players. But okay. um, of course, that that tail 
for you know how good you like the difference between that ninety seven percent and that ninety ninety eight or ninety nine percent is just crazy high. So of course, you know if one if one of those guys is there, then I you know I, I wouldn't win that game. But um, I wasn't expecting that to mm-hmm. be the case. So yeah, just I was more I was more concerned about the boxing side of it. Um, and there those guys those guys were there. Um, you know the te- teams that were represented: um, U.S., India, uh, Germany, Finland, Russia. Um, maybe uh, I, I know Iran was supposed to be there, but they had some uh, political trouble that prevented the team mm. from coming down. So I guess you know I, that is what it is. Um, but the the Russian team was there. Were, there were two guys on Team USA. So I ended up meeting um, guy who's still my friend, uh, who, which is his, his name. Is, his name is Matt Thomas from Atlanta. Um, he was one weight class below me, so it was kind of cool to have um, you know a teammate and a guy down there I could. Um, I could be with and you know kind of like I mean we would we would talk training and stuff um, and he had a bunch of a bunch of cool stories uh, so so that was pretty cool um, but there so so, so sorry, get, getting off track team team Russia they had they had those guys you know mm-hmm. those Ivan Drago guys they were all um, you know ex-military and you know had been boxing for 10 years and really good at chess but there was not they, they didn't have didn't have anyone in the heavier weight class um, and if you've ever been exposed to uh, like high school wrestling or, or you know amateur combat sports um, at, at you know a lower level, there, there's a dynamic where not not always, but sometimes skill level goes down a little bit as you go up in weight because yeah. as you you know you have to be have to be lean to um, you know make, make weight for a weight class, um, and you know if, if you're not and you're kind of leaving um, you're, you're 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 leaving stuff on the table basically, um, so. Being being big and having good good size um, as another another constraint to who you know could be could, you know could, could could be in the sport and you know compete well at that level. So again, you know, kind of exists in high school wrestling, and I think it that dynamic existed in chess boxing too. Um, so I you know I, I was picturing Ivan Dragov, and I wound up going against you know my opponents for two um, you know kind of chubby. Indian guys who I wound up, you know, TKOing in the first round of boxing. Um, and it was like it, it was it was a really it was a really fun, you know, way way to win. Um, it, you know, it, it was great because I mean I you know I went I went down there and, and did, did what I want to do and I was the champion. Um, but the actual the actual match itself, if I'm being honest, is kind of anticlimactic. Okay. Um, but that, that that being said, I'm still the you know the I, I can say the light heavyweight amateur world champion of chess boxing. So that's you know, it's a, it's a fun title to have. Oh my gosh. What an insane story from beginning to end and so humble about yeah. it as well. But there's so much like I'm going to dive deeper to try to pick pick it apart because I'm still yeah, like, yeah. so fascinated by this. Like, So even like you hear about this wild idea of a sport from this guy from Iowa State of chess boxing. Still like mm-hmm. take me through like between hearing about the sport and being like that's pretty weird – what made you decide, like, oh, I, I, I want to try this? Like, what got you to initially, like, even consider, like, I could see myself doing this, even for fun? Well, I, um, I mean, like, I, I'd all, I've always been a chess player. Um, you know, it's, it's been, a, been a hobby of mine. In mm-hmm. high school, I could beat the coach of the chess club. Um, and then in, in college, I played in a couple tournaments, and I just got done. Like, you know, do, doing pretty well in one that, that spring, um, which, you know, gave, gave me a little bit of uh, 
extra confidence boost. Um, and I, like, I, I, so I, I had met people who could beat me in chess, and I could, meet, I, and I met people who could beat me in, in boxing or you know kick my ass. But between those two groups, there was absolutely no overlap. And then you know the like the, the skill deficit I had in one of them. Um, you know the, the skill deficit between me and them and the other one. You know I like I, I I was you know ahead of by by a wider margin I think. Yeah. So it was you know I, I had a like I you know I, I knew it was something I knew it was something I'd be good at. Um, mm-hmm. And then and then once once I found a way to to compete in it, then that was um, you know it, it was a pretty easy decision. Yeah. Well, and it it, it almost reminds me too. It, like the creator of the Dilbert comic strip. He has a, a great point that he makes about how, like, if you just take, like, uh, two things that you're the top 25 percentile in and met, merge them together, you could be one of the best in the world. And, like, yeah, yeah I mean, Exactly, exactly what it was. Yeah. And especially, yeah. too, like, major kudos, too. Even ni- top 97 percentile, you said, for chess. Mm. Absolutely amazing. Um, and so that's even fascinating, too. So you've obviously got chess down at this point. And you kind of alluded towards the training. So you've got chess like master level almost. And then literally you're just the new guy at the boxing gym in Kansas City. So can you go into like a little bit, how did you, how did you particularly address that massive skill gap between chess and boxing as you were going through training there in Kansas City? Mm. Um, so uh, yeah, yeah, like, and- I want to I, I want to back up a second just because you know chess it might it might sound like I'm you know I'm really bragging on my chess ability, um, and there there very well could be someone you know listening to this podcast who, who would blow me out of the water in chess, um, but you know I, I so so I you know want to but but my chess yeah my my, my chess is my chess is good um, so just have to be you know can't can't be too um, you know saying I'm the I'm the best there but um, then on boxing um, you know go like it was. I mean, I've never been never been in a boxing gym before, um, and it's a pretty, I, you know, it could be a very cutthroat environment, but I think I found I found a good gym where, um, you know, the, the the coaches were, they you know, they they, they were good guys. Um, they would you know give give personal attention to each fighter. Um, they, you know, could like it was pretty easy to, to laugh and, and joke around with them. Um, and you know, well, anyone, anyone who came in, as long as, as long as you were working hard, um, you know, that they, that they would, they would accept with open arms. So that was my, my strategy from the beginning, you know, how I was going to be, um, you know, how I was going to be comfortable there and let, let them know I'm in business was that I was just going to work hard. So when we, you know, we would, we would run sprints, and I would make sure, you know, I was, I, I was running faster than everyone or we would be, you know, doing, you know, a, a, any type of workouts and I would make, make sure I'm, I'm going hard. You know, if we're, if we're sparring, I'm going to put my hand up, jump in the ring and I'm going to go and, and, you know, make sure I'm, um, get, give it my all. And then they, you can, you, you, you know, you, you can tell and pe- pe- people respect that. And anytime, mm-hmm. anytime someone, even if they're, you know, e- even if they, even if they suck at anything, if you're, if you can tell someone's working really hard, you're going to want that person to succeed. And then, 
you know, when they when when they found out I was there for for, for the test, they you know, like I mean, who who wouldn't get a kick out of that, right? Um, and then when I, you know, what I remember when I said uh, when I sent my my boxing coach, Coach Ron, um, uh, a vi- video of the fight and then a picture of you know me me with my hand up and I won. He said he said way to go, champ. <laughs> so that was that was pretty. I mean, so if I you know if I'm back in Kansas City. I'll, I'll stop back in there and I'll give a, a couple of days of training. I'll still have a relationship with those guys. Um, and it was because I, I, you know, it, it, it was because I worked hard. Wow. And so such a cool journey even there, like even picking up an entirely new skill to try a new sport. Uh, that's that's pretty awesome. And on top of it too, like maintaining like the chess ability as well, because you've got the, the brains and the, the, the brawl with it as well. Super cool. And so you mentioned too, like you found this tournament in, in India and decided mm-hmm. to give it a shot. Like, um, was there any hesitations towards like going on? Because like, this is the, this is the, the big one, right? Um, and facing some, some competition, like you discussed, like you thought you'd see a bunch of Dragos out there. Um, like yeah. what, t- take me through your thought process as you decided to like take this leap of faith in a way and compete on, on a worldwide level over in India. Um, so I mean, I, and I, I, I like, I like to travel. Um, you know, I think, I think there's value in seeing different parts of the world. So mm-hmm. going to India had you know, like just an excuse to go to India. There was, there was something there in, in its own right. Um, and then I, you know, I, I chess boxing, like I said, I, I learned about it. I knew it was something I could be really good at, something I wanted to compete in. So, um, you know, going to the, the amateur world championships gave, gave me an excuse to you know, put my money where my mouth is. And, um, you know, I, I was in, I, I was in Kansas city kind of, you know, kind of alone. So it was like a, a little fight camp. Um, so I could, uh, you know, really, just really, like really double down on, on, on training and, and, you know, be, be, being the best I could given the time at, at that. So, um, you know, so then I, you know, I, I, I honestly thought, I, I thought, I, I mean, I, even if I was going against someone who was a much better boxer, I expected to win. Um, because the, the strategy I had was, uh, you know, box very defensively, um, kind of, you know, just throw, throw some jabs and stay, stay out of range and then went on the chessboard. So I, you know, e- even if I was going against that, uh, you know, a, a fighter who was a, a way higher caliber than me, I still expected to win. Um, mm. I was, I, I, I was confident, kind of felt like I was in the zone. So, um, I mean, and then, you know, and then, so the star, the stars aligned, like it was, it was, some, it was fun, yeah. uh, in, in its own right, just to see India. And then I mm. thought I would, um, you know, I thought I thought I thought I'd win, which pretty cool to have that title. Yeah, and I think it's really interesting too how you describe winning it as anticlimactic because that was one of my questions was going to be like take me through the emotions that are going through there. But I, I think a better question, almost after hearing you describe it that way, is like, what would you say was the most rewarding part of of this process, right from? The very beginning of hearing about this wild notion of chess boxing towards being in India, all the way across the world from Des Moines, Iowa, um, winning mm-hmm. winning your weight class. Like through that all, what in your eyes was the most rewarding part of that process? Um, I have I have two. So the the first one I'm going to say is the people that I met. Okay. Um, so the other the, the other team USA chess boxer Matt Thomas. 
Um, I'm, you know, this, this, this guy deserves a podcast in, in his own right. And I'm sure that I'm sure that he's probably been on, been on a couple. Um, but he, um, really, really, really interesting guy. Um, so I'll just, you know, get to devote a couple minutes to his backstory. Um, founded a, a nonprofit, went to the university of Georgia. And while he was there, he put on a charity boxing event where it was, you know, getting people who had never boxed before to, um, you know, like tra- train boxing for a few months and then, you know, step, step in a ring and box each other. And then they sell tickets and then uh, the proceeds of that would go to, go to charity. Um, and it ended up being really successful to where now he does that full time and he'll put on events at, um, Mercedes Benz stadium in Atlanta. Um, and he, he had some, he, you know, he, w- one of those people who could, um, kind of talk his way into, into situations. So mm-hmm. like we, um, we went to the, to the mother Teresa museum, um, and, and you know, like we're, we're doing all the, all this touristy stuff while, while we're in Calcutta too. Um, so we, we went there and, you know, we're, um, talking to, talking to some of the nuns and we're trying to, you know, na- navigate our way around. And it's a, it's a really, really reverent place. Um, and he, we're, you know, we're trying to like a- ask a nun a question or get somewhere. Um, and you know, none, none of them speak good English, but one of them spoke Spanish. And he, you know, just happens to be fluent in Spanish because he, he spent the summer in, I think, Costa Rica, like teaching hang gliding or, or zip lining or something like that. So, it was, um, you know, so having having that friend, um, we we call ourselves the Cowboys because because we were going to go beat up on the Indians. <laughs> so, um, you know, that, and then meeting the um, meeting the Indian community was was really really interesting. Too, um, I have. So there, there they take chess boxing way more serious than in the United States. And if you're someone who is, um, if you know, if you're if you're coming from com- coming from the USA and you're, you know, uh, and, I mean they, you know, they, they don't just they don't have a lot of Caucasian white people there. So mm-hmm. you see see one, and it's you know kind of a sight. Um, and they don't have many you know people who are over six feet tall there. So that that too, um, you know, so it was. And then, and then I'm, and then I'm competing and then I won. So I got to be kind of a celebrity for a little bit in, in India where people would be coming up and you know, wanting to, wanting to take my picture and, and ask for autographs. Um, and then, but just, just through that, I met some, I met some really interesting Indian fans. Um, and some of them I would, some, some of them I would even now call more friends and I keep in touch with. Um, but I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you the most interesting story. So, there's one guy named um, Ayush Prabhad, uh, and he was, um, you know, I, I would I would get like friend requests on Facebook or, or DMs on you know Facebook Messenger, Instagram, mm-hmm. um, you know, pretty like like almost you know once an hour or once every hour and a half for a month or two after like like I could show you screenshots on my phone it's absurd like I'm like I'm after and you know there, there, are, there are a lot of people in India. it's that so, it, it's um, that big the sport is that big in India and I think yeah I think that and I just think there are so there's just a ton of people like mm. you know there are I think one one sixth of the people in this world are Indian mm. or something like that you know they're, they're they're north of a billion now so um they're just you know, like they, we, we can't even yeah, that's more than that's almost four times the size of the United States in population. So, um, you know, they like they they have, they have a lot of people to, to, to you know send you Facebook friend requests. Yeah. But so this guy, we would go we go back and forth, and at the beginning, I'm kind of like 
kind of screwing with them and sending sending memes, and then he's kind of like sending memes back or you know sending stuff in broken English, and it turned out to be, be funny. Um, and then there's one time where he he he's asking me for help on um, like weightlifting. And then I kind of take that one seriously and then try to, um, you know, like I actually give him some help. And then he's like, can, um, you know, can you, can you, he's, he's joking, but like, can, can you build strength with smoking and beer? <laughs> and then, and then I send him, you know, pictures of us, like I uh, on a, having fun on the night out and he thought that was funny. But, um, there's one time where I'm, I'm, I'm doing a finance project. So I, I, one of my majors is finance and we're doing a case presentation on, um, set, 10 or 15 or so years ago, Procter and Gamble had a merge or uh, acquired Gillette. And then the, you know, the thesis of the, of the case was, did, did they overpay? Um, and I was doing some of the, of the qualitative stuff. So like, you know, qualitative reasons why it would be a good idea for Procter and Gamble to acquire Gillette, like kind of, you know, strategic. Um, and then I was and then, and then as I'm doing this, he messages me. Um, and I don't, can't remember what he said, but I'm thinking, ah, you know, what, what the hell I'll just throw, throw out there. Um, you know, do you know anything about Procter and Gamble and Gillette and see, see if I get his thoughts on it. So I said, you know, can you put together a SWOT analysis for me? And tell him what it was. Um, but for those guys who are not business majors, it stands for strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. So if you're trying to evaluate, you know, your, your competitive positioning as an organization, um, it's a pretty good framework to at least get a start. Um, mm-hmm. and then I'm working away and then about an hour and a half later, I get, so it's like an hour and a half. Um, I get a message from him that is, uh, these are strengths. And then it's a page of like strengths of Procter and Gamble. These are weaknesses. I get a page and it's just, these are, uh, these, these are opportunities and these are threats. Um, and it was like, it was pretty good. For you know, for so it, and I, I copy and pasted it. I did the did the plagiarism checks. Um, throw it into Google search. No, nothing comes up. There's the occasional typo and the occasional reference to like like the Indian market where I can tell this was not something that he just like you know pulled off of Wikipedia. Like this this was um and so so like like you know I didn't. I mean I'm not saying I, I copied it all and put it in the case presentation, but I did use some of it. <laughs> so uh, you know I met. Met him. Um, there were these, these uh, the days before the. Um, so like the, you know, it, it was kind of a, a week long thing, or maybe a, like several days long thing. And the men would go the last day or two, and then there were kids who would go before. Um, and all the kids, I think, were Indian. Um, but I, you know, I'm I'm running around there, just kind of you know, kind of getting the lay of the land and seeing like how how is this set up and what exactly does it look like, you know, because I had never. Done, done chess boxing before either um and then as you're you know before before they're competing there there are chess boards scattered around the room um to to warm up um you know like start like start, start playing chess and practice and get get ready for the match and then there are these indian kids who are going around playing on um so i would go over and you know like i i mean i i if i if i look at a, a board where two two kids are playing i can pretty much see, see the position right away and you know have a have a handle on what you know what what, what you still so um and then they, you know, they, they, they could tell that. So it, that situation would kind of evolve into like I'm, I'm coaching them. Um, mm. And then I would, you know, so like I, I, you know, I might be on on one side, and there could be a couple, um, couple, couple kids on the other. And then if you want to, you know, you, you could set up a chess position, 
and then you can gesture to the person across from you. You know, even if they don't speak great English, um, you know, you can go ahead and make make a move. Um, and then they, you know, if they make one, um, and it's the right one, you keep playing. If it's the wrong one, then you could, you know, back up, you know, put put it back, and then make a couple more moves out um, until they could, you know, they they could see how that what what that position turns into, and then it's either you know it's either much better or much worse, and then you know so there, there there there's exchange of information there, there's you know communication, there's there's even if there's not um like, like you're you're talking, and then so there that was a, I know another way I could I could make friends with um like you know Indian uh, t- teenagers or like like you know twelve thirteen year olds um so and then and then uh, I'm you know, friends on social media with some of them still so that was pretty cool um. The, the Russian team, they were like they they had the most they had the most swag out of anyone there. And again, they they there was one of them who kind of spoke like spoke pretty good English. Um, and him and I will still will still uh, FaceTime or, or Skype or actually we do it on WhatsApp. But you know every once in a while, even though you know we, we don't say a whole lot of stuff, it's just kind of like hey what's up, and then you know smiling and laughing. Um, but they would like. You know, they because they didn't have anyone in my weight class, we could be friends. So they would be mm. warming up and training boxing in the mornings before, you know, um, or like like leading up to the the fights. And then I'm still in a spot where I have a ton to learn about boxing, right? So I would go and pra- practice with them, and then learn techniques from these from these experienced Russian boxers. And then even if like you know, if you're if you're if you're boxing, um, again, it's not like you really have to. Um, you have to really be able to speak. Like if so, if someone's holding pads for you and you know they they hold one up up here, you pretty much know. Okay, so then they you know they want me to throw a jab. If they hold it over here, then they want you to throw a, a, a cross. Um, so if they hold it down, you know down here, then, then it's a hook. So it's mm-hmm. kind of the um, and then and then if they if they tell you to you know re- relax your shoulders, which is kind of kind of a common you know tip for be- beginners like myself who are you know, really tense. Um, you know, if they just kind of you know roll back and drop them down like that, then I can you know I can kind of tell. So it again, there's you know there, there's exchange of information, right? There, there's communication, even if it's not not verbal. And then you know after you you do that for a little while, and you and you you become friends. So um, if I'm ever in you know if I'm ever in Russia or you know maybe the yeah yeah, yeah. If, I'm, if I'm ever in Russia, then I have people who I can you know say say hi to and and you know grab grab, grab some vodka with. So. Um, meeting the meet, meeting the community of just like the people all in all corners of the world that do it that was really cool mm-hmm. um, and then the other the, the other answer to your question um, that I think is what you know has been important is um, the, the discipline that I had that summer um, that was that, that was the most discipline that I've ever had in, in my life um, I wake up when I'm gonna go to bed it, it dialed in um, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm working out in the morning. I'm still working in internships. I'm, you know, working, I'm boxing after and I'm playing chess after. Um, it was like, no, you know, no, knowing that I can, I can squeeze that, that much in with, you know, um, get, get that much out of my time. If I have, if I'm, if I'm motivated and I have, you know, have the, um, if I'm in the right spot in life too. Um, knowing, knowing that I had that in me is, is good too, I, um, so that you know I can kind of compare compare that to what I'm doing now, or you know what I'm at, at another time, and you know that I'm still um, you know st- st- still leaving something on the table um, in terms of like personal development, kind of a k- kind of a check, or a reality check. 
You know what, you know what I mean? Yeah. On that. Yeah, I definitely do. That's so, that's so powerful. Like between those two, the, the discipline and, and the people, uh, so cool. And I'm even just blown away, Kevin, too, like how surreal of an experience that must have been. Like you're, you're in India training prior leading up to a tournament and you're just training with some Russians that are now like you, like you said, you still connect with. So that is so cool. Yeah, they, they, were, they, they, were, they were cool. They were, they were so cool. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm almost a bit jealous. Like you said, they had all the swag. I mean, you, you were probably just rolling yeah. up in, in your, your gym attire. Like I'm here ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my, um, my, I, I, I had a buddy who I have to give credit to, uh, he was another, I think up in my, in my graduating class who, um, at some point got a free American flag robe from Chubby's. <laughs> and I, I wore that <laughs> to the, uh, I, we, we, there was like an opening ceremony where they were, they were playing music and, you know, they had some dancing and they had all, all the fighters together. Um, and I, I wore that to that. So I had my, I had my like Apollo 3 Chubby's robe. Oh my <laughs> gosh. That's perfect. That almost needs to be the, the photo for the episode right there. I, I, that's funny too. I could, I, I could send that one over. Well, do it. Please do. And like, I, I'm curious about that as well because it, you talk about the people at the gym that it sounds like you really bonded with and you really bonded with a lot of people when you were over in India. And I'm curious too, as you're going through this process, like, did you have any support from your brothers within the chapter? Did your chapter brothers like know Hey, Kevin's going after this crazy thing. Like, what did that yeah, support look yeah, like? Absolutely. Um, I mean, it was, you know, the, I, I, I heard about it from a connection I had through SIGF, right? Mm. And then it was all my, um, you know, all, all my all my closest friends there who are the, I mean, you, you know, you're, you're, kind of a, a, you're kind of a product of the people that you spend most of your time with, right? So yeah. I'd say, you know, that, that was absolutely true for me as a sophomore in college. Um, so I had, you know, I, I absolutely had friends that were, um, or I mean, I guess a junior, sorry, um, and then you know, some are, some are going to senior year, but it, yeah, anyways, had, had friends that were, that were motivating. Um, and then, you know, when I'm, when I'm down there and we're putting the, the fight on live stream, you know, on, on Facebook, I know I, I had, I had people, you know, SIG apps that were watching it and commenting on it. Uh, and then, you know, they were, they were the guys who were the most psyched for me after, after I won and, and, you know, came back and was a champion. So. Um, and I absolutely, absolutely have to give credit to that. That's so, that's so awesome. Yeah, I can, I can picture that as like the coolest brotherhood event, watching your brother compete across the world, uh, in a, in a world yeah. tournament. Um, yeah. and, and, and those guys, I, the, the time difference is like 11 or 13 hours. Um, <laughs> so you know, they, they were, they were, they were up in the middle of the night for it. Oh my gosh. And yeah. you, you mentioned, you mentioned the discipline part and and it sounds like you know this entire uh, journey if you will of, of chess boxing has been pretty impactful for you um so i'm curious what would you say in in addition um to to discipline what would you say has been the most uh impactful and long-standing lesson that you've learned from the sport of chess boxing because there's just so many elements of this right like what has been the biggest takeaway for you personally from the sport? Um, that's a good question. I mean, so like if, if, if you were, I, I would, I would say the, the biggest takeaway was the, um, the, the, the discipline. Um, so then after, after that, um, 
I mean, I, it was it, it was something, you know, something brand new that I tried. Um, so I guess there, there you know there, there's value in having confidence to go you know step out of your comfort zone and try something new. But I guess I, I wouldn't even say it was it was necessarily stepping out of my comfort zone. Like you know chess chess and then you know really hard like not even just boxing but really hard physical activity kind of kind of it was my comfort zone mm-hmm. so um but but then you know go, going and going and competing with people across the world that's definitely out of out of my comfort zone so then you know i'd say i'd say probably probably that just uh you know be, being open to trying new things um because you know you might grow from it that's so cool i love that and final question for you uh or did you hang up the gloves? I mean, it sounds like you're you're still working out, staying in shape even after you've graduated. But uh, do you do you still do a little bit of chess boxing, or have you hung up the gloves completely? So I um, the there, there was a last, last summer the amateur world championships were in Turkey, and I I didn't go um, because I or not last last summer last fall I didn't go because I started you know had just started a new job um, and then also. I, I definitely want to compete in chess boxing again, but I want to know that um, there would be like that like the type of fighter that I was preparing for um, the you know so, someone who would probably kick my ass in boxing rightfully so um, that you know I, I would want to know that that's who I'm fighting instead of going to you know so, someone that I could just you know kind kind of physically overpower um, so, you know to make that to make to make that competitive aspect worth, worth my time um, and that and then having a having a date set or, you know, an idea in mind that this is when I'm going to go and start chess boxing again. Um, that would be what it would take for me to start really com- like boxing competitively again. Mm-hmm. Um, I got, I got last, last spring, I got kind of in, into it again, briefly more of as just like work, working out and, you know, relieving stress instead of um, competing. But when I was, you know, when, when I was sparring and when I, when I was just learning, I, in, in the span of like three months of training, I, I broke my nose and perforated my eardrum. Um, so, de- you know, dealing with that, de- de- dealing with that repeated head trauma, um, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a violent sport. Um, so now I do, I do jujitsu instead. I just started doing that when I was in Connecticut. And it's the same, it, you know, hits that same kind of combat sport itch mm-hmm. um, without the, and it's still, like it's you know don't, like jujitsu jujitsu is plenty plenty difficult and you know you get like plenty plenty painful if you're um, just just starting out and you find yourself getting submitted but it's not uh, there's no trauma from it so it's um, you know I can like I my my head is gonna be just fine. Awesome, that's so cool, and uh, I look forward to <laughs> to hearing if there is that that fierce competitor out there. Um, that that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. All right, well, we've now reached one of my favorite parts of the show, the lightning round, our, our attempt to squeeze the last bit of wisdom out of our guests. Uh, are you ready for it, Kevin? Oh, um, sure. Yes, I am. Okay. Um, so we'll start off. What, what would you say has been the most impactful book that you've read in your life or a favorite book of yours? Um, that's a good question. Um, so I spent, I think, yeah, so, so my, my, my answer here, I spent the summer of, um, 2017 hiking the Appalachian Trail 
and that gave me, you know, plenty of time. So I didn't read, I didn't read this book, um, but it was, you know, plenty of time to, to walk and then just listen to, um, you know, uh, audio books. Um, and there's a book called, I know you, I, I looked you up on either Facebook or LinkedIn, but you're, you're an economics major. So you might appreciate this. Um, but the book Atlas Shrugged by Ayn Rand, um, mm. it's a, it's a, you know, I, I'm like, there, there's a, a a decent part of the population that would probably dismiss it for kind of the, um, you know, political or economic commentary it makes because it's a very, um, like, like supportive, supportive of the free market, you know, book, but it's a, the, the audio book is 77 hours. Um, it's, you know, a story. So it's not just like, like, you know, an, an economics textbook, um, where there are, you know, characters that are, you know, do, doing interesting things and trying to navigate, you know, love and business. Um, and then the, again, over, over 77 hours of like, uh, of, you know, like very, very interesting and, and, you know, thought provoking storyline that does a really good job of tying everything together at the end. So awesome. having that, and then part of that might've been a function of too, just, you know, the, the situation I was in when I was listening to it. Awesome. I'll add it to my list. That sounds yep. great. Yeah. Uh, but again, it's a, it's a, it's a beast of a book. So if you're gonna, if you're gonna read it, you have to, you know, set aside the time. Nice. Uh, next one is a favorite quote or piece of advice that you try to incorporate in your life. Um, that's a that's a good one, and I have I have a lot of quotes that are um, you know kind of kind kind of whiz around in my head. Um, but the one the one that came to mind now is uh, the cure for anything is water. Um, Salt, or it, it, it's, uh, actually, um, cure for anything is sweat, salt. Yeah. Okay. The, the cure for anything is salt water, either sweat, tears, or the sea. Oh, awesome. I forget who said that, but it's uh, um, you know, if, if you Google it, so, you know, someone, someone who's not said it, where do you find them? I dig that. And then piggybacking off the quote, uh, another favorite question of mine is the billboard question. So, say you have this hypothetical billboard. Right for the entire world to see, uh, what message? What what are you putting on that billboard for everyone to see? Hmm. Um. Honestly, right right now, um, you know, there there's a. I just be, be kind to people. Is what I would say. Wow. Um. I think that would long way to kind of you know see seems like you know, we, we have a lot, lot of going on in the world right now um and just just that message would be would be good for people to keep in their back pocket yeah wise words i love it and then last but not least the question i ask every episode and i love it the walkout song and it's perfect for you uh, being the chess box you've actually had like the the walkout before but so you've got the walkout out there you're back in india and you know you're you're going toe to toe this time with some fierce you know, Russian in your weight class. What's your walkout song? What's your swagger strut song? Mm. Good one. Um, El Camino by Frankie Ballard. Oh. You know that song? Yeah, that's perfect. I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. Oh my gosh. Well, this is absolutely amazing. Um, like I said before, when we hopped on the episode... What a unique 
journey uh, of, of a brother that truly has done something that perfectly embodies sound mind, sound body, and uh, and you have a, get, a gift of storytelling as well. I, w- I was really captivated the entire time by this. So thanks for taking the time to, to hop on the show, Kevin. Uh, it absolutely loved hearing about your journey with chess boxing. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. I- All right, brothers, that wraps up this episode of Our Very Own Balanced Men. What an awesome episode with some amazing stories that I hope you all enjoyed. And as I said in the beginning, if you enjoyed this episode or something resonated with you, please feel free to share with a brother or a friend. And we'll see you next week for next week's episode.